All right. The best part of doing a... <clears throat> that sucked. <laughs> the best part of doing a podcast is hanging out with the homies and doing cross-promotion. Stop right now, like this moment, and go listen to These Are Bad Movies with Amy Bell and Amanda Ferriante. Yeah. Yeah. Well, wait. It's cool. Go ahead. I'm giving you permission. You already started the podcast, so I think my sponsors and advertisers and stuff notice. So, yeah, take a minute. Go go listen to These Are Bad Movies. We're waiting. Now that the easily cowed are off watching horrible movies, Amy, Amanda, thanks for joining me, and thanks for having me on your show. Thank you. Yeah, this is exciting. <laughs> yeah, fun. So I was on uh, Amy and Amanda's show, These Are Bad Movies. That's what, three plugs in the first minute i'm not complaining oh i figured as much (laughs) so uh, yeah i was on their show the other day we talked about there will be blood and and we called it daniel's oily shaft yeah (laughs) (laughs) daniel's oily shaft it is an accurate description of a lot of the movie (laughs) (laughs) you know i part of me wants to be like oh no that's dirty and part of me is like no it's it's that's accurate, accurate. <laughs> it was dirty work yeah it was very <laughs> we're not going down this road okay, again okay, okay. <laughs> so yeah uh but i'm happy to have him here um uh, and we're gonna talk about punching nazis so y'all ready to talk about punching nazis I've always yes at any time the only acceptable answer <laughs> say when and where <laughs> <laughs> that's probably the nicest thing we're going to be doing to nazis but before we can bash the fash let's introduce the podcast you're listening to red leg revolution the podcast about community i'm comrade dubs and this is the show Usually it's a show about community, building it, maintaining it, and benefiting from it. And part of maintaining a civil community is, well, beating the shit out of fascists. Today we're going to talk about fascism and why punching Nazis is a good thing. To help us with that, we've asked my friends, Amy Bell and Amanda Ferriante, yeah, yeah, from (laughs) These Are Bad Movies podcast to join us. How y'all doing today? Good. Really good. Very good. It's a nice day. Yes, it, it it actually turned out to be... I was yeah. out working on this greenhouse at like 9 in the morning, and it was a little cool, and it kind of sucked, and I was like, it's a perfect day to go inside and record a podcast this <laughs> afternoon. And then it turned out being like, what, almost 70 out there? Yeah. And, yeah. Yep. It's a beautiful fall day. You, you know it's not beautiful? Fucking Nazis. So um, yeah. Uh, so how, how do you all feel about merging corporate and state powers with a healthy dose of nationalism mixed in for shits and giggles? I feel like that's the world we live in right now. And it makes me feel sad. Yeah, thanks. I fucking hate it. Uh, <laughs> well, that's a good side, uh, good sign you're, we're on the same page. We don't have many standards for this show, but not being a Nazi is a solid one. I mean, co- free, future corporate sponsors, that's, that's like the only rule... VW, baseline. <laughs> yeah, baseline. VW, I will give you a pass for what you did in you know the 30s and 40s because the bug is pretty iconic and you know. And that not... and Germans have done a fantastic job as a nation of like not keeping this stuff alive. Which is not something we can say no. about the very people that helped defeat fascism. But we'll get there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, defeat fascism or end the war. And the war, okay, defeat European 1940s fascism. How about that? Mm-hmm. It's very specific. But not in Spain. Well, yeah, but Franco, we weren't, okay. I don't think they beat fascism. I think they just ended the war. Well, yeah, yeah. All I know is we used to be able to punch Nazis in the face and people weren't like, you're the real fascists. Like, but anyway. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just side note on how acceptable it was to like have killed Nazis. Mm. Uh, my family has a gun that my grandfather got off a dead Nazi. Okay, yeah, that's, a that's, that's badass. You need to tell us what fascism is, and I need to grab something because I want to show you all something that uh, I think would make good audio looking at. So tell us what, what, what is fascism, Amy, while I grab something real quick. Well, that's actually a really loaded question. Ain't Be- it, though. Yeah, because there are a lot of people out there who want to try to give you a really bad answer to that question. And they want to give you the kind of answer that... Uh, I just handed Amy a baseball bat, just FYI. And I love it. It's amazing. You want to describe yeah. that bat real quick? It is like the quintessential like platonic ideal of, of bat. 
it, it says a lot of cool things. It's got it. some tape on it in an odd place. Oh well, that, well that's that, the that, grip, Amy. Yeah. Yeah, but like it's it's a, it's a you're choking up on this bat. Oh oh well well, well well there's a very specific reason. So yeah, there's a lot of things written on this bat. Uh, Amanda, just pick some random thing on there and and okay. read what it says. So, use in case of fascism. Punch Nazis, not clocks. 100 Nazi scalps. Richard Spencer deserved it. Yes, indeed, he did. So uh, I was, I found this bat in a uh, closet at one of my maintenance jobs, and it was gifted to me, and that was during the Charlottesville uh, uprising. Mm. And as Amy said about herself, I've been Antifa for a really long time, and was like, I might need a bat specifically for hitting Nazis, because I play baseball. I'm not going to use my good baseball no, bats. No, 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 no. Like, this one's made to break over a Nazi. It's got a crack. It's made to be broke off a Nazi's head so that then I have a stabby stick. So, anyway. Well, use only bats. <laughs> right? So, yeah, I just wanted to show them that and thought that would make entertaining radio, and oh, I yeah. think I was right. So, Amy, back to uh, fascism. Yeah. The So... You have to be careful if you go looking for a definition of fascism. A lot of fascists will try to tell you it's uh -huh. something else. A lot of fascists will try to tell you it's something else. Uh, and, and they'll do this in a way. They will take um, a, a really well-learned uh, historical perspective. They will uh, use facts, right? Facts and logic, they <laughs> like to use. And, and, and there will be facts um, about the differences between fascism and the national socialism or Nazism of Germany and the fascism of Italy. And they will try to tell you that when you say the word fascism, you must be talking about Il Duce, Benito Mussolini. It's kind of like the argument that it can't be champagne unless it's from the champagne region of France, <laughs> except for fascism. Right. Uh, and, and, you know, you Y'all, if you've tried champagne and you've tried sparkling wine, you don't really care what words you're using it there. It like, gets the job. Yeah. <laughs> if it drinks like a yeah. champagne and it tastes like a champagne, like, it is what it is, Most right? of us are probably guilty of calling our sparkling wine a champagne, right? Oh. We might have even called our Prosecco a champagne. <laughs> we might not care about your technicalities on language I just here. know that my wine has bubbles in it. Like, I don't really... It makes it easier to drink. Like. Yeah. Flat wine? They do. Wow. And you don't call it champagne. Oh, wow. Yeah. Ah. Amanda Amanda doesn't drink. She's no. discovering so much in this conversation. I am. I learn. <laughs> oh, well, mold wine, for the record, is the best wine, in my opinion. It's, it's quite good. You yeah. heat it up? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Heat it up with some spices. And well, any drink will be improved <laughs> with that. It, oh, uh, and it's honey, and it's also yeah. it's apple pie. It, it's, it's, yeah. it's dope stuff. Anyway. I probably shouldn't have put my phone down. It's got the script. <laughs> anyway, the... Uh, uh, th there's plenty of YouTube videos out there, uh, other podcasts, uh, even even things like the dictionary will try to say that it's a pretty narrow explanation. And you know that I get the trouble of the dictionary to try to define a word because the reality of fascism is so broad that. It's like playing. It's like pay, playing whack. Wait, wait, wait. For so all the are, things that are, come up. are you accusing Merriam-Webster of enabling fascism? No, I. They tried. <laughs> they, they, they really did try. Like they, cancel Merriam-Webster. They're not deliberately trying to mislead you, but you will get a lot of people who will try to say that you don't know what you're talking about when you say the word fascism because you're not. Uh, quoting Benito Mussolini. You don't know enough about Italian fascism circa 1930. That's um, <laughs> brings us to my word of the day. Yes. Um, and, and this is one that you just keep in your pocket when you're when you're talking to people who are trying to uh, apologists for fascism. Uh, fascist enablers. Mm -hmm. Or as I like to call, fascists. Well, yeah. <laughs> but we'll get there. We'll get there. That's that's like a part two or part three right, part. Right, right. The word is specious. And, and that is a word that it, it comes in handy when talking about um, fascists and their attempts to hide their fascist nature. Um, 
I don't use that word a lot outside of uh, looking at fascism and Nazis because it's just not a word that comes into common parlance for a lot of people. Um, okay, this show is all about sharing knowledge, and I'm a writer, and I've never used that word because I don't write about Nazis, I guess. So what's that word mean? <laughs> it, it means something that sounds true but isn't. Okay. Looks so. good on the surface. Yeah. It, okay, so capitalism. It sound, <laughs> it'll sound like a really strong argument. It will use facts, and it will take those facts, and it will aim them at something that gets you far away from the truth. Mm -hmm. So it sounds good. It's hard to poke holes in what they're saying because it is a very true-sounding argument, but it takes you to a false conclusion. And, and that is what you will get when you go looking for the definition of fascism. So I just want everybody to remember that when we use the word fascism in our vernacular today, we are talking about Nazism. Uh, almost no one is afraid of Benito Mussolini's Italy coming to America. Only because we hung him upside down. Zombie Mussolini is going to have to hand walk. Yeah, <laughs> we're not we're not sitting here uh, quaking in our boots that Il Duce is going to come marching down our streets. Mm -hmm. We we're not. Uh, so when you say fascism and they say you can't use fascism unless you're talking about Benito Mussolini, piss off. Yeah. That's not <laughs> no. You can use the word fascism to mean uh, a whole set of right-wing cultural protectionist ideologies. And what we are most concerned about is the National Socialist or the Nazi version of fascism. So to me, fascism and Nazi are intertwined in today's language. Mm -hmm. Yes. We yes. do not have to argue that they were always interchangeable words, but they are today, and don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Yep. Yep. Language so. changes. Use it the way it's being used now. Right. So Precisely. So speaking of fascism, uh, textbook definitions merging corporate and state power and really literally has never worked unless the goal is to kill millions, make the trains run on time, and get your whole army tweaking out on meth. I'm looking at you, Luftwaffe. Fascism is bad. From the National Holocaust Museum, here's the warning signs of fascism. Powerful and continuing nationalism. Disdain for human rights, identification of enemies as a unifying cause, supremacy of the military, rampart sexism, controlled mass media, obsession with national security, religion and government intertwined, corporate power protected. Is this the American? Uh, hold on. Labor power suppressed, disdain for intellectuals in the arts, obsessional crime and punishment, rampant cronyism and corruption, fra and fraudulent elections. We could go through each of these one by one and point out specific examples of the warnings, and, well, yeah, we're going to. <laughs> I'm going to skip dogging on uh, 45 as much as possible because that dumpster fire didn't happen in a vacuum and both sides of our political spectrum flirt with fascism, if not openly embrace it. Mm -hmm. So before we start talking about how both Republicans and Democrats enable fascism, whoa, very concise, Amy. We kept it to 12 minutes that time. Well done. I know. Yeah. Close. Right about where we normally go to ads. So here's some ads. Uh, and again, I don't have any sponsors, like official corporate sponsors at the moment. And if you hear those ads, you know, whatever. Cool if you, you know, listen to them. But the ads that I run in the show for local businesses, you should totally support. Including, these are bad movies. Are there any random ads you guys want to plug? Any companies? Any products? Uh, <laughs> just random things what's what's something you like oh. ice cream ice cream okay so the american dairy farmers association of no, america no, 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 no. <laughs> she said ice cream not the association aha uh -huh, an important distinction yeah so mm -hmm. go buy some ice cream amanda whoa, whoa. i like sunshine <laughs> Ah, well, go soak up some sun because you're basically a plant with anxiety. This is Red Leg Revolution. We'll be right back. Deep in the swamps of Florida. Honey, is that a new plant? He dwells waiting. Where did those seeds come from, honey? Silently. Oh, my God. What is that thing? Sending seeds and stickers across the country ah! and spreading solidarity. 
Have you lost your mind, honey? We can't move to a sustainable commune in upstate New York. What's wrong with you lately? There's no stopping him. The mighty skunk ape is on Facebook, and he's on a mission. Anarchy! No! Coming to a post office box near you, the Skunk Ape Liberation Union. Hey, capitalism sucks, but Revolution Records, Kansas City's old school record and bookstore, is part of my community. When I'm in Kansas City and need a book or a copy of a local band's album, I go to Revolution Records. Revolution has a great selection of posters, books, records, tapes, and zines. Plus, they repair music and sound gear. That's pretty dope. Most importantly, Revolution Records is part of the community beyond being a small business. The staff does a great job maintaining an inclusive, accepting, and respectful atmosphere. And they also are active in making Kansas City a better place. Community fundraisers, workshops, events, and meetings all have taken place at Revolution Records, and that's just the stuff I was involved in. So the next time you need a new record to spin or your speaker breaks, go check out Revolution Records, located 1830 Locust Street, Kansas City, Missouri, or at Revolution Records. RecordsKC.com. And we're back talking about fascists and Nazis, which are the, the same, same thing. thing. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, you would know that if you didn't try to skip the ad breaks and miss the last segment. So we're going to go through the list of fascism, examples of fascism, and kind of demonstrate how we're still there and we're not going to focus on republicans because it's not just republicans that do this and we also need to remember the place that uh liberal centrism uh had in the rise of fascism in the past we do have uh, a roadmap of how a fascist government takes power we have three roadmaps at least of how a fascist government takes power um well, four. Four roadmaps <laughs> of how a fascist government takes power. Five. Five, six, maybe? Seven. Yeah. I think we've got a we've whole atlas. We've got Rand McNally atlas of roadmaps. We have plenty of uh, roadmaps that we can look at. And in each of those times, uh, the liberal centrist parties played a really crucial role in ushering in fascist regimes and they didn't mean to <laughs> they never they mean didn't to. mean to then they don't mean to now they're very upset when you tell them that they're uh, enabling fascism because they are not the sort of people who would do that and you should believe them they don't mean to but that doesn't mean that it results doesn't still happen <laughs> She feels very strongly about this because she's talking like Amanda now with her arms <laughs> up and like, you know, expressing very wildly. <laughs> you should, you should, uh, to simulate this, have the person sitting next to you grab your shoulders and shake you while listening. This yes. is, this is an apt comparison right here. So, but unfortunately, uh, I am going to stop you there and, uh, I'm gonna let you finish, but that's a whole nother oh, episode. <laughs> Good attitude. This is why I had these people on. So, yeah, let's... Uh, originally, I had written a script you know, that I point out my examples. I'm going to go ahead and just reread the list of of fascism and let y'all throw me what you yeah, interpret is going on. And if there's something that I have to add that y'all don't cover, I'll, I'll throw it in. So, yeah, let's uh, just start at the top of the list. Yeah, so we are at, uh, what is it, powerful and... Con uh, yeah, powerful and continuing nationalism. Yes. Yeah. No, not in America. Yes. Not uh, in the greatest country on earth. We are the best at everything, including not being nationalists, right? No. Well, and here's the thing, and, and this is something that um, we could learn a lot from our German neighbors, right? Contemporary. Contemporary, contemporary German contemporary neighbors. Germans, yeah. <laughs> Because uh, Germans love their country. Very much they, so. They really love their country. They, they're not looking to leave. They, 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 
don't even have to be nice to each other. There's like they <laughs> they don't care. They like their neighborhoods anyway. Um, it, it they have a beautiful country. They have a country that they're proud of. They don't wave flags. Yep. They don't have nationalist holidays. And there's there's rising nationalism I- across all of Europe. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I, I don't I don't want to make blanket statements that sound like I am blind to right wing movements that are outside of the United States. But Germans did not support the idea of flag waving. And I, I do have a story about this and it was the first time that I realized that the American style of patriotism is actually deeply uncomfortable for a lot of people. <laughs> you think? Yeah. And, and I, I didn't realize it, right? Because well, you grow up in it. You well, grow up, you're also, saturated in it. We have to acknowledge as white people, as the dominant uh, ethnicity in the ethno state that they're trying to establish, that history and culture is tailored to make us feel like part of it, you know, and be unaware of it. Whereas if you are not a white person, Mm -hmm. you may be a bit more willing to be like, uh, you know, America might be kind of fucked up. Remember when they killed all my people during the native genocide or something? And and not even looking at history, um, the U.S. loves to wave its own flag and doesn't like seeing other people wave theirs. Yes. That is true. So I had a friend of mine who, uh, she had been a foreign exchange student, but this was after she had gone back home to Germany, and she came back just for a visit, and we were having a good time, and we decided to take a little road trip, and we drove down to Branson, Missouri. Oh, Branson, Missouri. It's like Las Vegas if Ned Flanders ran it. I'm just quoting a famous, famous show. Like, it's like Las Vegas. Hillbilly Vegas, Flander, yes, I know, it's fine. Flanders mm-hmm. ran it. I mean, is hillbilly, so. I, yeah, I come from a long line of hillbillies, I'll have you all know. Oh, I, I come from a long line of hill folks, so, you know, we're yeah. I'm right I'm there. Not, not all hillbillies like the word hillbilly. Oh, no, no, I'm aware of that. I'm yeah. a redneck. <laughs> I'm, 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 not, I'm not a hillbilly. <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm not a redneck. Yeah, see, but I don't know. I'm working office. Mm-hmm. Well, and I okay. come from people who work in offices. Okay, that I really would like to pursue, but also working class. Like I, I don't. I could tie this to Nazis, but we got more important things to do. do. I like we rednecks. Do. I don't like Nazis. So let's go back yeah, to yeah, talking yeah. about yeah. Nazis. <laughs> anyway, we went down to Branson. Uh, you know, because Silver Dollar City's there. It's it's a fun it's a fun weekend trip from the Kansas City area. It is a beautiful drive down. It's there. a beautiful drive down there. There's a lake. Um, there's a really great putt putt. If you like putt putt, <laughs> Branson's a place to go. All right. Well, Seals, there's, there, there's that's my plug. I was gonna like say, there's the plug. Yeah. Right, hey, it's it's what putt putt or meth? Like I'm cool with the putt putt. The like. highlights of Missouri, <laughs> right? And slavery, but uh, but we went down there and we went to Silver Dollar City and we had a really good time. And uh, we went to a show because Branson is full of theaters and shows. That it is. And the show was really cute and fun. It had this old timey feel. It was on a uh, riverboat, like a paddle boat. And it was very uh, old timey, folksy type of variety show. And then at the end, they did this little patriotism number and like, flags dropped from the ceiling (laughs) and everybody stood up and put their hands over their heart and I can't express via radio the look of sheer panic that crossed my German friend's face. Yeah. And I I always found it annoying, but panic, right? It was the first time I saw somebody panic. And yes, you're right. That is because I'm white. Agreed. You know, other countries have the yeah. the same kind of issues and stuff like that and don't do the flag waving. Yeah, and that actually is Amy was telling that story like that it kind of just given the subject matter that we're talking about mm-hmm. now like I saw that parallel that your your German friend was 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 demonstrating and like thinking about it just I had this image of like all right. What if so, they had been German flags? Yeah, yeah. So listeners, it would have disturbed everyone watching. Think, mm-hmm. Do 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 this. It's a little thought experiment. Like close your eyes and just think of every time you saw an American flag in the past week. Imagine what that 
you know, how that would look if that flag was the flag of something like the National Socialist Party. Like, where do you see, if you go to Germany or if you go to the Dominican Republic or anywhere, I'm, I'm guessing, I don't know, I'm not a well-traveled man outside of the United States, but I'm guessing you don't see Mm-mm. the amount of flags. No, you don't. Yeah, and, like, that's that's terrifying to me. That's the type of reason that people like me see an American flag, and it scares us. It's not a symbol of hope and solidarity of this country. It is cool, more fascism. Us above everyone else. Yeah, and Amanda and I have both traveled extensively uh, to a lot of varied places. I would say the closest to the American flag waving, the closest, mm. was probably in the British Isles. See, I was, I was, I guessed Canada, but I haven't been to Canada. But I could totally, and I would think Canada would be less than the British Isles. Their flag looks like a but, little hug, anyway. <laughs> but I totally, you know, I think it's like a reminder of the expansionism and all that. It's like a constant, like we won the world, we screwed it all up, but we won. Did you see a lot of flag waving and like? Well, first of all, I have to preface this by saying I am not a naturally observant person. (laughs) Um, Take that with a grain of salt. I can be spacey. uh, But, yeah, thinking back on my experiences, I saw the most, you know, national flags visiting London. Yeah. 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 And I've been to... Ireland had a lot of flags, too, but Ireland has a, like, different thing as, there or, or ireland is a recent like kind of liberation type yeah, yeah and thing. as a culturally I, I i'm most predominantly i'm irish british and czech all at the same mm-hmm. proportions and mm-hmm. obviously i don't really identify too much with the british mm-hmm. uh i do in fact identify a bunch with the irish side of me because they are a colonized people and so i feel like an irish flag is not so much a nationalistic identity Mm -hmm. because it's a cultural identity versus like we just want to be like left alone you know versus the british empire or america where it's like hey we took over the whole world let's plant our flags Mm -hmm. everywhere you know you know you did talk about the national socialists and i feel like we need to go a little bit deeper into defining national socialism because it uses the word socialism yeah and it's another point where species comes into to play yeah. and i day. don't and i don't have this oh yeah there's the air horn yeah. gotta gotta pipe in the air horn yo future chuck as you're producing this air horn that shit so but yeah totally totally mention that because i don't uh i did not put that in anywhere in my script so uh, yeah it needs to be discussed we, we, so. we it's need a to, big one yeah you, we, you it is and that's why i avoided it uh, i think kind of unintentionally was just like generally my listeners would you know i i think would know that that's like their buffalo wings there's no buffalo and buffalo wings but i don't know who the hell this is eventually yeah, it, gonna get to not, it's so. not actually that it's there is socialism and national socialism yes there is but, but it's, it's a, a socialism sort. for the favored few versus socialism it's not even for, that I, we'll, okay we'll get, get into I, 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 I will get way into well, this but do you want to finish out this list first we oh can, yes we yes, don't need to go yes, into that now yes because we can do that at the end and if i need to pipe it in here you might want to yes. you might want to pipe it into the definition section yeah there we go there we go good thinking okay. but yeah let's go through this list so uh uh, yeah, so my examples of powerful and continuing nationalism is just, like, nobody challenges the God Bless America narrative. That's, like, that's my first go-to. Or the when whole... they do. Yeah, right? There's backlash. Ex- exactly. Like, didn't that just happen the other day, or not too long ago? I feel like Biden said something about, like, all countries and got the whole, like, America. Well, you you see it with the flag. Like, if you're not paying respect oh yeah yeah right (laughs) right you're anti-american yeah well and it's not just it's not even just that it's um this is another story so my family by and large understands the problems with the flag waving the nationalism um i had to explain to my dad what the like second verse of the national anthem is like (laughs) about slaveholding so um and and you know they don't they don't that doesn't represent them no they don't like that but you know when we go to a sports match (laughs) right and i and i go with my parents um me 
not standing for the national anthem it's a big deal makes them uncomfortable yep. and i will say this i think it makes them feel unsafe oh i don't think they're offended by my behavior yeah i think they agree with my behavior but i think they feel like i am endangering the entire group yeah uh and there are times especially when my son's there that i feel like i'm endangering the group it used and i will just stand up and participate it, it used to be more common to see people looking around, oh, yeah. with their hats on, not doing the heart oh, thing, yeah. not singing along. Or and then whatever. Cap takes a knee and it's like, how dare you not yeah. stand up? No, the, the attitude has shifted significantly in the, the recent past. And only within, a, I feel and like, a certain segment you know, of population. I almost got expelled. Uh, well, I was threatened with suspension, expulsion from high school for not standing for the national anthem and the school song. Well, good for... Wait. And the school. The okay. School, the school song okay. is your baby patriotism. Okay, yes, yes, yes. With. Yeah, yeah. Quick aside. Let's talk about school spirit real quick because nationalism is part of fascism, and this is a complete aside. This is all off the cuff for me. So school spirit is bullshit, and it starts indoctrination in, in grade school. We have kids here... I'm sure you could tell me what your kid's mascot is. And honestly, I'm a little kind of pissed about this right now because, as I'm sure Amy and Amanda have noticed, I don't live that far from KU. We're recording this on a Saturday, okay? What happens on Saturdays during the fall between colleges? Oh, yeah, football. And guess what? Today just happened to be the day that K-State played KU. So, my neighborhood has been thronged with people. I've been hearing the stadium all day. I'm very thankful that y'all didn't get here until after the game so because we oh, couldn't have the too. window open. I had an accident on Oh, one of these new one-way streets. This this whole traffic redirect is bullshit. And if you want to redirect people so that they don't go through the neighborhoods, probably don't make a bunch of mandatory turns that first people to drive down the neighborhoods. I digress. So nationalism grows out of school spirit, which is why we teach that at such a young age, starting in grade school. I used to be a school custodian. I was a beaver, and I was What's a beaver. A beaver. <laughs> You know, those little rodents that build dams? Uh, and I believe... As a mascot. Uh, oh, I thought it was that other thing. Well, and... No. No, no, no. I, uh, well, I mean, I, I was a custodian. I I had my own dirty mind, pun okay, intended. Okay, right. But, no, the, the school was built where there used to be a lot of beavers. Oh, so, so that's were, their mascot. Yeah, okay, the Brookwood okay. beavers. But the fact that I even know what these are is a symbol of fascism because if I know what they were as a staff member, these little kids are being taught to identify their neighborhood. And it's not bad in grade school, but you get to middle school and high school and we start to get into the superiority okay. thing. Well, this is something that I also say be careful because saying that kids having a mascot is fascism uh, will, will make people shut down. Uh, it is. Nationalism, is, you're right. This, I should have said nationalism. This is why fascism is whack-a-mole because individually... All the things that add up to a fascist state aren't raising to the level of alarm. In and of itself. In and of itself. Yep. And, and so everybody, uh, it's really easy, specious, yeah. to make ding, it look ding, ding, like ding. you're overreacting to a thing. Because if you can isolate the thing, it won't equal fascism. Because fascism isn't a thing. thing. It's a series of <laughs> things. Right. Speaking of, let's keep going down this list. Where the hell did I put my like, phone? Why are you mad at this bullet? <laughs> it's just a bullet. Right. Guns don't kill people. <laughs> people kill people. Yeah, like, but when you combine yeah. the bullet and the right. gun and then you pull the trigger, suddenly the bullet seems like a bad thing. And that's how you get a murderer. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. So, obviously, there's a lot of nationalism in America, very clearly. And you don't have to be a leftist to see that. So, the next uh, symbol of fascism is disdain for human rights. I'm going to go ahead and kick this one off because I've had my human rights violated in America. So, let's talk about that. Remember when the Democratic mayor of Kansas City gassed a bunch of nonviolent protesters with a chemical agent that was banned at the Geneva Convention? I sure do because it happened twice and it really sucked. The second time it happened was a mere four hours after the Democratic mayor of Kansas City. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Time out. 
The mayor doesn't control the police. No, no, we can get to that. Okay. I'm, I'm happy to talk about that. Uh, but the Democratic mayor of Kansas City literally took a knee with us in solidarity at the uprising, and then the cops came and gassed us. Now, I bring this up because this still happened in America, and regardless of whether or not the uh, mayor controls the police, it's still in America, and we're looking at America. But in 2020, yeah, exactly during the uprising. But yeah, police don't answer to the local government. And I was about, I was about to say, but it's still in America. Yeah, it doesn't matter who. But it's not his police force. For the record, I'm Facebook friends with him. No, no, you cut it out. No, no, I. He's my buddy. I look, look. For the record, I like Sly a lot better, or not Sly. I like no. I was about to refer. uh, He's talking about Sly James. I like I like Hugh a lot more than Mayor Sly, Uh, and I have a lot of respect for Mayor Q. Given I know how the police work, I do have many, 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 many arguments with how he's dealt with a lot of things in Kansas City that we don't need to get in here here but bottom line is he's done better yeah exactly and and, and, and I like I'm not sitting here trying to say that I would shut down uh critique of him but I think it is actually more terrifying that the police don't answer yeah, to the city yeah mayor Q I want to I want to go on 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 record so like while I believe all police are fascists, and we can debate that all day, I will not say I believe Quentin Lucas is a fascist. However, as Central we've talked about, liberal centrist. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, do which you have with been... which with more of a left lean. Yes. With yes. I will give lean. him that. Yeah. I will give him that. Yeah. So, uh, on a national level, well, and another example is when the KCPD turned out all the houseless camps mm-hmm. last year. Uh, or when they bleached all their food. Yeah, so that was the other reference I was going to get to, and I figured oh, yeah, I yeah. should have just kept Amy's dumping on the cops. Amy's real familiar with this stuff. She yeah, yeah. I, I've been working a lot with, with um, you know, not as much as I wish I could, honestly, but when the city came and bleached their food, I went down to the camps and put on a suit and got a very, like like, a leather-bound clipboard to look very lawyer, and I, like, heels and, like, pencil skirt <laughs> i've seen like, amy's facebook profile pic when she wants to lawyer up she lawyers yeah. the fuck up yeah yes. so i went down there in full lawyer to just stand there with the homeless people eating they're like in front of the news crews in right? front of the news yeah. crews yeah i just stood there like all right come try it again and they don't they don't when there's a person with a suit and a clipboard. See, it takes Anybody, And there was nothing kinds. on the clipboard. Yeah. <laughs> you just need a clipboard, y'all. Right? A clipboard. Like, Seriously. Like okay. Clipboard. Right specious on your clipboard. Hey, over and over <laughs> and over. And it's spelled with an uh, S-P-E-C-I-O-U-S. Yeah. I can't spell it. Okay. Well, I'm it's guessing that's like it. species. But, but you know what? Even if that's not the right thing, just keep writing it over and over on a clipboard. Civil I mean, cops get scared by that. will get you a long way. Oh, Do- I've gotten a lot. And I mean, I have a lot of privilege being a white man, but I, I've gotten a lot of the places I've been in life, uh, especially in activism circles, like with politicians, mm-hmm. just being like, I am a white man. You should listen to me, which is weird because I try not to yeah. have that attitude, but there's mm-hmm. a certain subset of people where well, it is like, you have authority to listen to me because I'm a white dude now, too. Yeah, know? but now like shave your beard, cut your hair, put on a suit and carry a clipboard. <clears throat> Oh, yeah. No stopping you. Oh, the mm-hmm. one time that I've ever directly Just addressed look angry national and doodle. level <laughs> politicians was the one time I put on a well, not the one time, but I put on a suit once to do a Q&A with our senators and representatives here in Kansas and got called on. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, there's there's you know. a respectability to Exactly. It. And I can res- I, I I can look pretty lawyerly myself when I want to. Mm-hmm. Thing is is it's the haughtiness. If you turn your nose up just so. Exactly. <laughs> just pretend like you know your own shit don't stink. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, uh anyway. So, so what I what I'd like to point out here though <laughs> is that we have talked about violations of human rights that really didn't make the news. No, and like that's... these, these are like the more ground level that yes. we're seeing in our daily lives. Yes. Uh, so let's talk about the... some that don't. Like, like, I don't know, internment camps. Yes. Holy. And and wow. for the record, they still exist. 
like they didn't immediately close or there's no effort well and also it's important that internment camps don't exist anymore now we have migrant overflow detention facilities well and, and people should also be aware because this this goes to they violate the human rights and this is actually it combines with the nationalism mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. all right so here's an example of violation of human rights plus nationalism which let's call it this way just love for country respect for your community like that type of thing um we have this idea in our head that it is really sad that this is happening. Well, okay. That they we, bring it on themselves. We, as in, yeah, yeah. as a nation, yeah. as a nation, yeah. not as those people in the room. Uh, that 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 if they just hadn't broken the law, this wouldn't be a problem. And, and breaking the law, breaking the law. <laughs> right. We just we just have this idea that if they hadn't broken the law, if they had come here legally, you know, um, I even. Married into a family that did immigrate, uh, you know, years ago. Like I came here legally. Like no, mm -hmm. you didn't. You stowed away on a ship. There was a checkmark box for you at Ellis Island that said you hid. You hid on a ship. You just showed up. I'm, no, they they came from Mexico. Oh, oh but well. um, I wasn't talking about your. Yeah, 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 yeah. but but but. I mean, the, maybe they did hide on a ship. I don't the, know these the, people. The There's reason, a lot of routes to America. The reason that families that came over in the 1930s and 40s came over legally is because it wasn't illegal to immigrate. Exactly. I hid on a ship. I showed up. You gave me a green card and citizenship because I'm here. I'm a yeah. citizen. You well, need people. And, and before we got really anti-Mexico and Mexicans, we were really hating on Asian people. I mean, oh yeah! Like we we lock them up on Ellis Island and 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 just hold them there. And so, if you didn't have a certain income or a certain connection, you couldn't get in, and you'd just be stuck. Interesting fact: I'm sure that my present company and studio know because they're lawyers, but that you listener might not know. Some of the first racial laws passed immigration-wise in the United States was the Chinese Exclusion Act. Mm -hmm in California, I believe. Yeah. yeah, because we had a gold rush and there were Chinese people who were very industrious and were making money and had good claims and we needed a way to kick them off their land and to keep more Chinese people coming here. Well, and, and even short of that, the, the reason you have this idea of a Chinese um, launderer or mm -hmm. uh, dry cleaner yep. is because of the laws that were put in place in the San Francisco area yep. to keep the Chinese. Where that was all out you of could do. The businesses that yep. were making money. So, and on and that much same, the, much in the same way that anti-Semitism uh, affected laws in Germany. Exactly. Right. So, so the the important thing here we, is we didn't even mention yet. Hold on. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, but wait, there's more. <laughs> our current situation with the border in Mexico, mm. we didn't care about people coming and going across the border in Mexico until the 1970s. This is a completely fabricated crisis that we're using as an excuse to put children in prisons based on nationality. Yes. I, like period. And I, I just even if it isn't children, if it's happening to adults, that's oh, oh, bad yeah. too. Oh yeah, but it's and bad. It also yeah. needs to be mentioned. At least I feel very strongly, especially since this has continued to happen, not only under Biden but during a pandemic. Mm -hmm. You are hurting a bunch of people from third world countries who do not have access to the vaccines because America's hoarding them all, mm -hmm. uh, and you're putting them in a a camp together. That is a death camp. You are you are putting people and at risk of dying, and, and you may and, not be people, shooting them. People but were how dying many... there based on the conditions before the pandemic. Exactly. Yes. And how many people in Auschwitz or Birkenau died of typhoid? It's it's you know? the long way. It's the isolation. Yep. It's the lack of medical resources. Oh. It, the, the entire thing is designed that way. And I'd like to remind you, listener, that this is still happening. Biden has been in office for over six months with a Democratic majority. Yeah, okay, you can give me the politic bullshit about, oh, it's not that much, yada, yada. But this is still happening. And if you're willing and to get out... And they have no plans. To stop. Yeah, oh yeah, because now it's okay. Now it's profitable for their side. And now the centrist liberals mm -hmm. are like, this is okay. This is fine. Because it's our team that's doing it. Mm -hmm. So, 
on that subject, wow, I think the very first episode's just going to be a list of fascism. <laughs> <laughs> That's all good. That's a good start. Anyway, uh, so identification of enemies as a unifying cause, deplorables, COVID idiots. Yeah. I mean, hell, I do. I do the same thing. It's really I think easy. We all like, do. A lot oh, of yeah. this stuff is basic it's human effective. nature. It's, it's effective. And it's the zeitgeist we live in. Mm-hmm. When you live in a world, especially post-Donald Trump, because I do feel that up till then it was... There was a certain level of decorum that was acceptable in discourse. If I called you a fucking idiot, mm-hmm. it was like I immediately lost points because why do you refer, you know go to profanity? And now it's like, I it, like it. I don't know. It just seems like it's a bit more acceptable to dehumanize outside of being like your policy sucks. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, and we did live through uh, the post nine eleven realignment mm-hmm. of other. Mm-hmm. Um, to to target the the Middle Eastern person, or and anyone we confused with being Middle Eastern. Yeah, Ter- poor poor Sikhs. The the yeah. ter- the terrorist, um, and it, it's just so. It's so amorphous, the idea of terrorist that what it comes down to is brown person. Yes, because for the record. Uh, a big fan of the phrase, one man's terrorist is another man's freedom fighter. But you'll notice that when we started the war on terrorism, and I'm old enough to remember when that'll happen, the war on terrorism was very specifically a war on Islamic terrorism. I don't recall them going into any of the countries that had terrorist cells that were, I don't know, white, you know? Well, we do, we do, we do this stuff for the nation's profit. Like, it's, it's not solely a moral um crusade crusade Crusade. there we go it's it's not it's painted as this moral crusade oh yeah yeah because that's how you sell it exactly it's the spin and again when they give you a common enemy their argument will be fascism the children Specious. Oh, specious. Okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, it will be that. Hey, this is a word I didn't hear up until like an hour ago. I can't just work it into my vernacular. (laughs) So I'm gonna get you all to say. Hey, no, no, it's all good. I I want all my listeners to say specious every time while talking. Punch Nazis and describe their ideology as specious. Uh, So also another sign of fascism is. (laughs) I don't even think we need to go into this one. Supremacy of the military. Like we are the military. Well, I'm proud to be an American. We're the only country with supremacy of military. We're the military power. We we yeah we're we're there, we've been a world superpower for what like hundred years since that and it's was still defined. Going. Yeah, it's, and uh, we're coming up on a hundred years. Yeah, something like that. I I don't think we really hit superpower status until we nuked Japan. I could agree with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think we were heading that way in various realms, yeah. but it wasn't until we were like, yo, if you fuck with us, we'll throw you against the wall. No yep. one's done any kind of like action on our soil since then. If I'm not. Yeah. Well, it depends what you define as. Anyway, that's a whole other thing. Uh, yeah. So, but I mean, you know, we're always in imperialist wars, uh, and we can't pay for. I don't know, like a Green New Deal or the original infrastructure bill, but we can buy the military more overpriced drones to bomb innocent brown we people We can't overseas. even buy the military their uniforms. We make the, the kids that they enlist, their children. Mm-hmm. These people don't know any better. If you've seen a recruiter in a high school, do not judge these poor children. Yeah. Do not oh, judge yeah. these poor children. Oh, yeah. A, a lot of so- they told me I could play violin in the marching band. <laughs> and, and you cannot play violin I in a mean, marching band, compare y'all. Compare that paycheck to what you'd get outside of the military, fresh out of high school. Like a lot of so my work in public defense, the office was right next to the military base, so I got a lot of civilians. I got a lot of um, you know, army people, soldiers. Yeah. And same crimes, same problems, but the soldiers we're generally in a better living situation. Right. Well, and I think that uh, the fact that we have recruiting offices and that we openly allow recruiters to go into, like, schools mm-hmm. uh, to recruit yeah. for things that we don't need to be invading other countries. And, I mean, bottom line, the sheer fact that we fund the military but nothing else. Like, that, that's and pretty that we, fashy and, and to that me. They, and that they can lie to kids. And that they then 
the kids wind up, they have to pay for their own uniforms. That's they, expensive. They have to pay for, like, basic equipment. Like, they'll charge them for MREs. They'll they'll charge, the, like, they, they were families that were having to buy their children uh, flak jackets. Mm-hmm. What? The, okay, 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 yeah. okay. Okay, so aside yeah, here. It's not just that we have it to, to, to put on drones. We see our soldiers as so expendable. There's and no we want to sit there and say that they're really brave for their choice. And like, no, no, okay. they've been duped. They're not yeah. being supported by the people that should be supporting them, namely the people that should buy them a freaking flak okay, jacket. Okay, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. The U.S. military, however, will be like, hey, you want to go invade some country because it's got resources, shoot a bunch of people, maybe die, and pay for your own flak jacket? Like, yeah, that's fucked up, yo. It is, it is. And... Uh, no one would sign up for that deal. Oh hell if no! If we weren't in uh, a severe mil- military worship mm-hmm. uh, situation. Well, I mean, yeah. you look at how the economy is. A, a lot of these people who sign up for the military are doing it because it's going to pay better than what they can get otherwise with a high school diploma, and it's their chance to get a higher education and to get yeah. a, to see the world. Mm-hmm. To you know, and to you know get discounts yeah speaking of discounts uh we've been at this for like a half hour now and i probably need to put another ad break in here at some point and we still have a lot on this list don't we oh we sure do this is gonna be i'm gonna be cutting some of this not a lot of it so yeah red leg revolution here's some ads you guys want to plug anything What, what were you plugging earlier uh Ice cream. No, no, before ice cream, you're plugging something during the uh during the show. I can't remember. Specious, the word? <laughs> you know what? This this episode of Red Leg Revolution is brought to you by the word specious. Works for me. If it worked <laughs> and for the letter B. If it worked for Kermit, it works for me. Anyway, here's ads. American Saga Season 1, Go West, Young Man, is now available on your favorite podcast networks. An American Saga is the revisionist historical fiction western by writer and podcaster Chuck Weissmiller, brought to you by 419 Media. Join 15-year-old Lucas Hawk as he is forced to flee the Wakarusa River Valley in 1850. Along the way, he meets Willie Washington, an escaped slave who's also on the run. They head toward California with dreams of great fortunes to be made, but will they make it to the gold fields? An American Saga artfully blends storytelling with historical events and characters, building a fully fleshed out world of the American frontier in an easy to follow narrative style. As Horace Greeley said, go west, young man, and listen to new episodes of An American Saga wherever you get your podcasts. Deep in the swamps of Florida, Honey, is that a new plant? He dwells, waiting. Where did those seeds come from, honey? Silently. Oh my god, what is that thing? Sending seeds and stickers across the country. Ah! And spreading solidarity. Have you lost your mind, honey? We can't move to a sustainable commune in upstate New York. What's wrong with you lately? There's no stopping him. The Mighty Skunk Ape is on Facebook, and he's on a mission. Anarchy! No! Coming to a post office box near you, the Skunk Ape Liberation Union. So we just talked about supremacy of the military and how that's obvious in America. So let's talk about rampant sexism. <laughs> I'm, uh, huh. I, I'm in a room with, with two people who identify as women. Uh, so all I'm going to say on the matter mm. is Joe Biden was a dick to Anita Hill. Do you all have anything to add to that? Some I met up. Anita Hill. Really? Yeah. That's cool as fuck. <laughs> Anita <laughs> Hill is not a fascist. <laughs> we like Anita that, Hill. Amy? I strong-armed my way backstage at a thing she spoke at. And this is why I like having Amy on my side. <laughs> How did I not know this? 
Yeah, I met Anita Hill. That's cool. Well, yeah. well, what was Anita Hill like? Uh, the kind of person that uh, we should all want in leadership. There um, we go. Would you say Anita Hill? And, and, okay, and I'll say that the kind of person that we want in leadership, given the current system, I don't. I don't think she's like a radical change person. Yeah, but, yeah. But she's a kind, brave, strong, Very brave woman who. Um, did not let herself be yes. canceled. Yes. And be canceled for the most wrong reasons. I do know that most of my listeners are like millennial age or above. So a lot of us are familiar with who Anita Hill is and how that ties into what's going on today. I'm just going to say Joe Biden was a dick to her. And I'm going to, if Amy wants to or Amanda wants to, tell us who Anita Hill is or well, why Anita okay. Hill matters. Amy so, took a class from... Clarence Thomas. I've met Clarence Thomas as well. I'm less excited about that. It was, was less exciting too. for a lot of people. I kind of imagine. I so. didn't sign up for that class. Oh, they made you take Clarence Thomas's no, no, class? No, it was an option because he came. She to didn't school. take it. I uh, took it. Oh, I chose okay. not to go. Oh, okay. I was you like, I have better things. Okay, so Amy, why, why the fuck did you want to go listen to Clarence Thomas? I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued by this. Because, and this is something I encourage everybody to do. Uh, seeing how the other side presents their arguments is invaluable. Um, especially when you're dealing with someone like Clarence Thomas, he is at the top of his game for, for the, uh, really nasty ideology that he has. Yeah. He is at the top of his game for it. And he has a methodology, um, you don't want to get in an argument with Clarence Thomas, uh, because what about a fist fight? Do you think I could take Clarence Thomas? Uh, no, he has secret service with him everywhere. Well, 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 okay, assuming he didn't, like but he's he an old does. man. I'm in the prime of my life, you know. Well, they have they have personal workout trainers and stuff. Okay, yeah, all right. Yeah, well, yeah. That, that all right. Yeah. So maybe no, a hard hard maybe. I I don't think you wanna. Okay, um, I'll work with that. Yeah, <laughs> he has an argument style that is uh, really effectively disarming. It's a, it's a really, a, I'm going to call it a beautiful technique. Um, I can respect a good argument technique even when it comes from so, the other side. If it works, it works. Mm -hmm. So the way he approaches an argument with, say, an, a lot of the, uh, uh, it, it, the organization is called BALSA. It's the Black Law Students Association. A lot of BALSA. I thought that was the type of wood that you made model planes out of. It can be of. both. It can be oh, both. Okay. All right. Uh, Learning something new today. There, there, there was a large contingency of the BALSA group came to take his class and with the intention of confronting him on his poor record on affirmative action oh. and things that actually have his work that's negatively impacted black Americans, right? Mm -hmm. So they would raise their hand, and he would call on them. He wasn't afraid at all. Experienced oh, Yeah. And so nice. So nice. Very nice. I could see that, honestly. I feel strongly that, with the exception of our former president, almost everybody that I imagine doing war crimes, like... Very nice. Yeah, very, very nice. suave, very kind, very nice-seeming. Mm -hmm. But again, it's easy to be nice, air quotes, and, you know, then go pass laws. So, so they would say something like, you know, um, black students are disproportionately represented in uh, higher, in higher education institutions, and, you know, they're... Uh, just as val their ideas, their thoughts, they're just as valuable as other people's ideas. And uh, they've been historically excluded from these institutions. It's caused generational poverty. You know, they had these beautiful, uh, true yeah, arguments. Yeah, very true. And Clarence Thomas would be say, he would say, yes, yes, it's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. And, and, and we, I wish we could do something about it. Unfortunately, we can't, right? So like, that seems pretty... Like, he would pretty... agree with the people that were trying to argue okay. him. He, he really, he would agree, and then he would come up with why our hands are just tied. Okay, okay, and so... if I could, 
if he okay. could, he's okay. like freaking Supreme So Court I was justice. about to say, so you would, are you saying that Clarence Thomas was being very specious? Yes. Ah, <laughs> ding, 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 ding. There we are. Uh, so yeah, Clarence Thomas sucks. Anita Hill is awesome. So Anita Hill was a, um, she, she was an intern or a, she, she worked with him when he was a, either a professor or so, something like that. I don't know she she worked with him. She worked under him. Uh, he was her boss. Bad, bad choice of words yeah. there. Well, that's how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> and he uh, was making inappropriate, like, uncomfortable situation for her. He like, was sexually harassing her. Yes. And when he was being consider for confirmation in the Supreme Court she did one of the bravest things which is and what Amy's about color. to describe oh yes and a woman of color thank you how did I I should have mentioned that a woman yeah. of color in the 80s yeah it was bad for Lindsay Ford it was worse for Anita Hill yeah she put everything on the line to stand up for an issue that there weren't even a lot of people standing up for publicly on. Yep. Uh, she was a trailblazer in trying to protect women from inappropriate conduct in their workplace. And she uh, suffered greatly for it. And is now a... Uh, she goes... Uh, she writes books. She goes on speaking tours. Uh, she is someone that should be regarded as a hero. Um, now... I don't know what her politics are. I don't think it matters. Like, that that's one thing that the left has a tendency to do is, is kind of get into purity politics. Yeah. Uh, I think respect where it's due yes, to her. Very much so. And, um, yeah, but Joe, on the subject, Joe Biden was the antagonist. Go. There we go. So <laughs> how this plays into today, outside of the fact that we still have a Supreme Court justice who sexually harassed his staff, who apparently is a very kind, good arguer, but still... Well, not kind. Well, yes, kindness is the right word. In uh, terms I think of... The, yeah, nice. No, nice. The, the, the yeah. word nice. is nice. Okay. My bad. A very yeah. nice. But bottom line is, your president, right? The president who was the anti-Trump, mm -hmm. we have a right-wing Supreme Court justice who was confirmed in the 80s because Joe Biden decided to go attack dog on Anita Hill. From what I've seen of those videos, it wasn't even a... a like you described it, it, it Clarence was, Thomas as nice. It was, it was nice. basically, have you considered that you're a slut? Exactly, yeah. exactly. So would Clarence Thomas say that, do you think? Mm. Maybe in private. I don't know if he did or not. I, I know what Joe Biden did. Yeah. So this is this is the president that, you know, when we talk about rampart sexism, obviously the right is a bigger problem with it than the left. But let's not discount the fact that uh, there is a problem with that very much so in the Democratic Party. And well, Texas exists. <laughs> right. Uh, hey, see our first episode, the Texas special. Sexism still exists in the left. Like Well, oh no, no. Yeah. We that's that's a whole nother thing. Mm -hmm. Like and I'm I'm particularly talking about electoral uh, oh, yeah. structures. Now, I do need, I feel like it needs to be said here that in the left beyond the Democrats on the more like anarchist communist side, sexism is rampant. And a big part of that is like just leftists refusing to apply the applicable theory to where it should go. Basically, if you consider yourself a leftist and you're not helping with the housework, you can fuck the hell off because that's reactionary because that's unpaid labor and you need uh, to respect that. You shouldn't that. be saying the word help, actually. Ah, you there we just go. Be hey. doing your job. There we, hey, there we go, you know. <laughs> All right, am I canceled yet? <laughs> canceled. Canceled. Gotta knock everything over, so, but this is my microphone. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so sexism is obviously still very much well, here. And I actually want to draw a different point out here. I'll go for it. Okay. Because it would be sexist of me to shut you down, even though it's my own show. <laughs> so, <laughs> when they talk about rampant sexism, one of the key things there uh, is that it's it's not that necessarily that liberal centrist failure to uh, provide adequate protections in the workplace. Uh, it's really a focus on traditional family values. Yeah, there's there's. A woman's sphere and man's sphere. There's a woman's role and a man's role. 
Yeah. And it's tied very much into uh, a religious cultural ideal. Mm-hmm. Greetings, listeners. This is C-Dubs from the future editing this podcast. No, I will not put the air horn in there. Further, unfortunately, when Amy talked about knocking over the mic, I think she jiggled a cable and we got really bad audio quality that I can't bring back in the mix. So, I think we're going to have to end the episode there. But that's okay. I would love to pick up the next episode discussing where they were going with that and the cultural, religious elements of sexism in the United States and how that leads to elements of fascism. So I hope you'll join us for that. Amy and Amanda and I have already talked about doing the sequel. Hopefully it'll be out soon. In the meantime, check out These Are Bad Movies wherever you get your podcasts. And you know where to find us, obviously. Socials are Red Leg Revolution on Facebook and YouTube, Red Leg Pod on Twitter. Follow us, like us, share us, subscribe to us, and go hook up Amy and Amanda too, because after all, our only hope is each other. We're out.